0: Spirit say rescue from the mire with joy all sermon. Set this place on fire. Good morning, friends. How is everyone doing? I'm Praying Medic. Welcome to Supernatural Saturday. Trying something a little new today. We are live streaming again on CloudHub Channel 115. After getting booted off of Facebook and getting booted off of Periscope and getting kicked off of YouTube, uh, I don't give up. So uh, Jeff Brain, the CEO of CloudHub, has very graciously put together a live streaming platform. On cloud hub that allows us to do live streaming and we can upload pre-recorded broadcasts so i am going to attempt to do a live stream today on channel 115 uh, if the live stream does not work out all that well no worries i've got it recorded so it'll be available on the usual places on my website prayingmedic.com on our ministry website prayingmedic.org and it'll also be available on CloudHub. Uh, on Channel 115 at some point. All right, uh, without further ado, there's no chat, so I have no one to talk to. Um, all right, so it's uh, this is Supernatural Saturday, and the reason why I've called you here is because I'm going through my book, Hearing God's Voice Made Simple. We are in Chapter 17, one of my favorite numbers. <laughs> chapter 17 is... How God speaks through emotions. This is a a particularly interesting chapter for me because I've learned a lot about the ways in which God speaks uh, as he has spoken through my emotions, or his emotions, however you wanna look at that. So one of the concepts, basic concepts of learning to hear God's voice is recognizing the fact that his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts, right? So um, God speaks through thought impressions for most of us. A lot of people refer to that as the still small voice. Um, that's just a way of saying that you're, you're hearing the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And it's that still small voice. It's, it's that voice that speaks to you. Uh, messages that are not like the messages of your own thoughts. One of the keys to learning how to discern whether it's God speaking or whether it's your own thoughts is realizing that God speaks in a way that is different than the way you think. His thoughts are not your thoughts. When you hear his voice, he's generally going to tell you things that you wouldn't think of yourself. That's one way to know that you're hearing God and not yourself. uh, we all have emotions, <laughs> some of us are a little bit more emotional than others, um, but the, the thing that we need to understand is that God can speak through dreams, visions, He can speak through uh, circumstances of your life, He can speak through art, He can speak through music and film, He speaks through emotions too. Um, I first began to learn how God speaks through emotions when I was working on the ambulance. And on the ambulance, we transported a lot of homeless people, a lot of people who were chronic alcoholics, people who were drug addicts. And I'm going to be quite honest, I've never had a strong affinity for homeless people, for drunks and (laughs) drug addicts, because I've had my share of altercations with them. Um, when you have to transport people against their will and we often do if you go to a you know a street corner in an urban area and a homeless person is passed out on the corner and they look like they overdosed Uh, if if the person is overdosed um, you're gonna have to transport them you're gonna have to start an IV if they've overdosed on heroin you have to give them some Narcan so you put them on the gurney you transport them you start an IV you give them some Narcan to reverse the effects of heroin, they wake up and they're pissed off because you just stole their high and now they come swinging and cursing and swearing at you. So I've had some situations in my career where I've had uh, violent altercations with, with drug addicts. And alcoholics, same way. Um, some alcoholics tend to be very violent and very impulsive and uncooperative but um, what, the, what God showed me was that He wanted me to minister to these people, uh, people that I really didn't have a natural love, a natural affinity for. So how He did that was I would be transporting, you know, some intoxicated homeless person, uh, you know, transporting them to a shelter or, or to the emergency department, and generally I try to not engage people who are hostile, who, are, who I think might be hostile toward me. So I get my set of vital signs, uh, I get a little bit of history from them, and then I just do my charting. I try not to interact with them too much. I don't wanna provoke them, don't don't poke the bear. Uh, just kind of let sleeping dogs lie. That was kind of my, uh, my modus operandi <laughs> with most of these people. And then one day, I noticed, as I was sitting there, transporting this person, I was overcome with these very strong emotions of, uh, guess what I would only call uh, broken heartedness. I just felt this very, very deep sadness and this broken heartedness. And it came out of nowhere. And I'm not the kind of person who's prone to that kind of feeling. I'm a very positive person, very upbeat. Seldom do I ever get uh discouraged or disappointed or I'd never suffer from depression. And I suddenly felt this very strong urge, this feeling of brokenheartedness. And I was like, "What? Where is that coming from? Like what is that all about? Why do I suddenly feel this this emotion?" And I I felt like the Lord's saying, "It's me." I'm, I'm letting you feel their emotions, their feelings. So the Lord was was telegraphing to me the emotions that that person had. And um, I was like, okay, so this person's broken hearted. What do you want me to do? And I heard the Lord say, you know, his thought impression, why don't you pray for them? <laughs> I was like, <coughs> all right, I'll pray for them. So I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, hey, uh, would you mind if I pray for you? And they said, yeah, that'd be great. I was like, oh, well, all right. So I just said a, a simple prayer, asking God to bless them and to give them joy and to, and to give them a, a, a full purposeful life. Short prayer. But that was a, a, uh, a, an important lesson for me because I learned that God was telegraphing his, his feelings, his heart for other people, or their, um, their emotional state <laughs> through my emotions, all right? I felt an emotion <clears throat> wasn't my emotion, it was somebody else's. And that's the key to learning how to discern when God is speaking to you through your emotions. It's recognizing number one, that wasn't my emotion. Where did that come from? I'm not. I don't normally feel that kind of emotion. And if and if it's not mine, <laughs> it, it has to come from outside of me. Now, um, I'll just say this: demons um, can can make you feel emotions. Um, a lot of people are struggle with lust and uh, various addictions, chemical addictions, um, because of the emotions. Of the demons that are attached to them and demons can make you feel very strong emotions you get rid of the demons and your cravings for you know alcohol and tobacco will go away a lot of people suffer from uh, addiction because they're demonically uh, oppressed and the demons are actually giving them these emotions these strong emotions that they have get rid of the demons emotions leave So demons can control your emotions, and they can make you think you're feeling these emotions when actually they're the emotions of the demon. You're being manipulated. It's very common. Actually, angels can make you feel emotions too. Um, When I'm in the presence of angels, I generally feel a lot of joy, depending on the type of angel that that I'm in the presence of. Uh, Sometimes if you're in the presence of a very powerful angel, a messenger angel has a very a significant powerful message, you might feel a bit of awe, or trembling, or fear. Um, I've felt that before. Um, so, spiritual beings, in general, can, can cause you to feel certain emotions. And the Holy Spirit can cause you to feel emotions. All right, so, um, here's another example. Uh, I was transporting a guy one time in the ambulance with chest pain. He was at a small hospital and he was going to a larger hospital and he was going to the cath lab. They didn't have a cath lab at the sending hospital, and he came in with chest pain. And <laughs> once he got, once he was in the ER, he told the nurse and he told his wife he wasn't having any more chest pain. Uh, he was lying; <laughs> he actually, was. Um, I found that out when we started transporting him. So we we get him in the ambulance, we start the transport, and I ask him if he's uh, feeling any chest pain, and he said, nope, nope, no no chest pain at all. And his wife looks at him and goes, you're lying. (laughs) He goes, what do you mean? And his wife goes, you're lying. Why don't you tell him the truth? He goes, oh, man. (laughs) He's like, oh yeah, I, I am feeling, I do have chest pain. So he was having chest pain, And he was also having a pretty severe headache, and he was very stressed out. This is a young guy. He was like 35, 36 years old, and he thought he was having a heart attack. And he has a wife. He's got kids. He has a job. He's very concerned that if he had a heart attack and was incapacitated, uh, would he be able to keep working? How much would the hospital bill be? I don't know if he had insurance. He had a lot of anxiety and worries about this whole thing, you know. At 35 years old, you don't have a heart attack. It's not supposed to happen. So um, I said, hey, uh, can I pray for you? He's like, yeah, man, that'd be great. So I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, how bad is your headache? And he said, on a scale, I said, on a zero to 10 scale, how bad is your headache? He said, it's about an eight. And I said, okay, uh, how about your chest pain? Chest pain is about a five. So I placed my hand on his shoulder, and I prayed for him. And I said, uh, "I think I said Jesus, I ask you to bring peace to him. I command his headache to leave. Uh, I command his chest pain to leave. Command his arteries to be open." And just kind of, you know, prayed a little bit for a minute or two. <laughs> I said, "How you feel?" He goes, "Man, he goes, that's crazy." He said, "That headache was gone like that, two seconds after you laid your hand on me." The headache is completely gone. he said, my chest pain feels better too. And I said, really, That's, uh, that's pretty interesting. And I said, you know, what do you feel now? He says, I feel, I don't feel anything but peace. And I said, oh, hmm, I wonder why that is. That is because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And many times when you're in the presence of Jesus, you feel peace. What did Jesus say to his disciples? my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I give you my peace. Um, we can actually impart peace to other people. Um, many times when I pray for people, uh, when I just you know, ask God to bring his presence and touch them, they feel this wave of peace come over them, peace, a little bit of joy, this, this feeling that everything's gonna be okay. One of the most important things we can do, especially in times like we're living in right now, where there's a lot of people who are filled with anxiety and fear about the future. They don't know what's gonna happen. Um, Disappointment. Uh, One of the most important things we can do is we can impart peace to other people. And of course, you can't give someone something you don't have. (laughs) So part of the strategy of imparting peace to other people, is living in peace yourself. And I've found the more that I, um, the more that I meditate on God's goodness, the more that I meditate on the promises that God has given me personally, through a lot of dreams. I was looking at a dream that I had this morning. It just this, it's just this amazing dream where God showed me this uh, this incredible future and as I meditate on the rhema word of God, nothing wrong with meditating on the Logos, the written word of God, um, that can be very encouraging, especially a lot, a lot of people find encouragement in the Psalms and the Proverbs. But the rhema word, the spoken word, the, 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 the breath of God, uh, the, the things that God tells you personally In your prayer time, in your meditation time, in your dreams and visions and still small voice, the things that God speaks to you personally about your life, your ministry, your job, your relationships, think about those things and meditate on those things. A lot of times it will bring you peace. Uh, That's what I found. Uh, (laughs) I just find a lot of peace. Even, Even when the Lord gives me a warning dream about something. I've had a few warning dreams this last week. And... You know, you take the warning dreams along with the the dreams and the revelation of promise of the good things that are coming. You know, it's not all sunshine and roses uh, when it comes to the Lord. He he definitely has given me some interesting warnings over the last couple of years, but he has also given me some glorious promises. And I, I meditate on those things. It fills me with peace. I can impart that peace to other people. Now I have a lot of friends who are very, very sensitive in feeling the emotions of other people. I call them prophetic feelers. Some people call them empaths, right? It. They have an unusual empathy for other people. They sense people's feelings and they kind of, a lot of these people end up being counselors and they do ministry uh, to people because they are so empathetic. The thing about uh, empathy is it's not a special gift that's only given to a few people, it's given to everyone. We can all be empathetic with others. It is a, it's an ability, it's a spiritual ability that we all have. Very much like um, hearing God's voice. Everyone can hear God's voice. It's, a, it's an ability we have that we have to develop, and empathy is one of them. You can develop more empathy by habitually being empathetic toward other people. You just create this pattern of behavior where instead of being judgmental instead of being critical <clears throat> instead of you know uh, having negative allowing negative emotions to overcome you toward other people you can allow uh, feelings of empathy to overcome you <laughs> uh, compassion mercy empathy. Uh, sympathi- being sympathetic to other people's condition and the struggles and the weaknesses that they go through. Uh, if there's one thing that this, this uh, country and the body of Christ needs, it's for people to be a little bit more empathetic. Uh, especially, again, in this time that we're living in, where the country is polarized and divided sharply along political lines um, showing compassion and mercy and empathy toward others is a, is a very important thing that we need to do. If we want people to understand the goodness of God and live in their divine destiny and their purpose, uh, they're going to do that through a message that we might impart to them. We're not going to have an opportunity to impart a message to someone if they see us as a religious, judgmental, obnoxious, hateful person, uh, if, if they see us as compassionate and merciful and caring and empathetic uh, toward their situation, toward their views, we're probably going to um, have a little more opportunity to speak to them about the good things of God. So being empathetic toward others is... is uh, it, it's a very valuable way to uh, walk out your life Um, and and it's a you can grow in your ability to to uh, demonstrate empathy toward others so these prophetic feelers friends of mine um empaths (laughs) i've heard a lot of stories from them where they'll walk into a, a room like a classroom or a conference room and they will just be bombarded with emotions they will feel Fear, anger, anxiety, lust, uh, confusion. They feel all these emotions when they walk into a room. And they're feeling and sensing other people's emotions in the room. Uh, and Some of these people get quite bewildered as to what they're supposed to do with all these emotions. They feel all this emotional burden from other people <laughs> when they get near them. I've, I've met a couple people recently who have a very um, strong empathetic gift where they just... They get near somebody and they can sense their emotions coming off of them, uh, and that comes to the, the question: Is what do you do with that? <laughs> when, when, when you get near somebody and you feel depression and you feel um, sadness and despair, what do you do? Well, there's a good chance that person might be suffering from depression, might be in despair. All right, what's what's the what do you do with that? Well, maybe a little bit of emotional healing would help. <laughs> Um, I have found that everyone needs emotional healing. We've all suffered emotional trauma. At some point in our life, we've suffered emotional trauma. And a lot of people carry around this despair, hopelessness, fear, anger, because of emotional trauma that we've suffered throughout our life. And healing emotional trauma is a very simple process. It is not hard. Uh, I've done a hundred videos on emotional healing. I've podcasts. I wrote, wrote a short book on it. Um, the, the process that the Lord showed me to do emotional healing is very simple, very easy to learn. You can learn it in ten minutes. Um, but that's an example of something you can do for someone if you feel strong emotions coming from somebody—despair, anger, whatever. You know, strike up a conversation. Become a friend to them. Show some compassion, mercy, uh, compassion and mercy toward them. And maybe after 10 or 15 minutes of talking, you'll be able to do some emotional healing with them. I met a stranger at a restaurant uh, in the last week. And um, we talked for a while, and it turned out she had a lot of emotional trauma. She was uh, adopted. She was adopted into an abusive family and she had some pretty bad things happen to her. And I got to show her the process I use for emotional healing and walk her through emotional healing. Um, it's, it is an incredibly valuable um, skill that we can learn and we can use to impart to other people who are suffering from emotional trauma. And <clears throat> I would suggest that if you are in a situation and you're around somebody and you suddenly feel this strong emotion come over you that you're not used to, it's not an emotion you normally feel, consider the possibility that God is speaking to you, saying, hey, that person you're talking to, that's how they're feeling right now. Maybe you want to ask them if he'd like uh, some emotional healing. Just throwing it out there. All right, so the, these, these empaths that I, that I know, they have some interesting testimonies. Um, I've heard stories from a couple of them Uh, they're driving down the road driving across the state driving across the country and they come through this town and they just feel this very very strong emotion come over them or emotions plural Um, as soon as they get inside the city limits boom they're just overcome with emotion they'll pull the car over to the side of the road and they will start praying And they intercede and pray on behalf of the citizens of that town and they pray and intercede until the the emotions lift once the emotions are gone they keep driving Uh, if you're an intercessor uh, and i'm not but if you are an intercessor you may feel you may uh, do your intercession spiritual warfare uh, through those emotions the god will give you an emotional burden that causes you to pray and intercede. And as soon as you have prayed and interceded and accomplished the goal that God wants you to accomplish, the emotions lift. It's working hand in glove with God. Uh, You know, our relationship with the Lord is like a dance. He leads and we follow. And uh, the spirit led life is a life of blessing. Uh, it's, It's a bit crazy, a bit wacky sometimes, but it is a blessing. I wouldn't wanna live any other way. So those are just some of the ways in which um, God speaks to us through emotions, some ways in which he'll lead us into ministry to others, intercession, a lot of it's done through emotions, emotions that normally we don't feel. I'm not, like I said, uh, I'm not uh, one of those people who feels a lot of emotions from other people. It's just not what I do. I'm a dreamer and i you know see visions and things of that nature but very good likely that some of you who are listening to this broadcast uh have felt these emotions over your lifetime and didn't know what they were all about you might consider the possibility that god is speaking to you through those through those emotions and he's trying to get your attention and he's trying to get you to walk with him to understand why you're feeling the emotions who they're for and how he wants to use you to minister to other people through them. Alrighty. Well, since there are no questions from the class in the chat, which we don't have, I am gonna get going. That is my broadcast for today. Uh just to let you know, so these supernatural Saturday broadcasts, I do them live. Second Saturday of every month, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I am currently doing uh, trying to set up my live streaming on CloutHub, C-L-O-U-T, H-U-B, C-L-O-U-T, H-U-B, Clout Hub. It's a new social media platform. Uh, I am doing live streams there. I will be doing live streams on CloudHub Second Saturday every month at 1 p.m. Eastern every month. I will be talking about a subject uh, right now, going through Hearing God's Voice Made Simple. But at some point in the future, when we're done with that book, I will go on to something else. Uh, like I said, these uh, broadcasts are archived, and you can find them on in the videos tab on prayingmedic.com or on prayingmedic.org, uh, our ministry. For those of you who are interested in what happened to the ministry, we do have a ministry. It is still operating, even though it's a little bit difficult now because our PayPal accounts got shut down. Uh, most of our financial uh, payment gateways have been taken down by uh people who don't like our message it's been a little bit difficult uh we are still accepting donations on prayingmedic.org if you go to the support us page we do have uh, we're able to receive donations uh on that page if you want to support us financially and we greatly appreciate all of your financial support Uh, a lot of other means of we've been using for financial support have been well sort of targeted and taken down, uh, including our books. <laughs> but we will prevail, and we've got more books coming out. I'm working on uh, a fifth book in the Made Simple series. Uh, I started this book, Power and Authority Made Simple, years ago, and I think it's time to start working on that again. That is a subject that is is very—it's uh, of great interest to me. And I think it would help a lot of people. So, you know, I'm I'm going to put that back on the front burner and get working on that book. Uh, I think that is all I've got for you right now. Um, Appreciate your prayers. Uh, Please keep Denise and I in prayer. We cover your prayers. Uh, We're all going through some difficult times, but we're going through it together. And God has a really good plan and I've seen Some sneak previews of it. And I think you're going to like how this movie ends. On that note, I'll let you go. This is Praying Medic signing off. I'll catch you on the next broadcast.